What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. 2023 is the year we are getting clear about what we want. Today's guest will help us find the courage to quit our jobs, make more money, work where you want, and get this, change the world. Get clear on the life you want. And then you have to create these non-negotiables. I talk about in the book, non-negotiables are basically, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this so that you don't create a business you absolutely hate a few years in. Now, before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Now let's jump into the video. Amy Porterfield. Hello, my friend. Uh, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Uh, because, Amy, one thing I love about you is you are the guru at pretty much transitioning from your jobs uh, the correct way and into your your calling, your purpose, and into a business the solid way. Just I've studied your story. You've been a friend of mine now for going on two years. Man, it's just been great. Um, and so I want to ask you this question. I wrote down some questions because anytime I get Amy Porterfield in the building, um, I have to strategically use this time correctly. So here's the very first one that I want to ask you. How did you know your corporate career wasn't cutting it for you? And did you feel ready to quit? And the reason why I'm asking that is because a lot of my community people, they're starting to feel like, hey, I should start my own business, but they're scared. And they're like, hey, when do I know it's the right time? Yes. I love this question. So for me specifically, I was in a really good nine to five job. I worked for Tony Robbins. I got to travel the world. I worked on his content that he does at his events. And so I had what I call the golden handcuffs. Like I didn't really need to leave. I was getting paid well and I got to do a really cool job. However, while I was there, Tony had brought in a bunch of online business owners and he did like this focus group and I was brought to the meeting to take notes and they were all men at this table. There were no women entrepreneurs at the time and they went around and talked about their businesses and all I heard was freedom. Mm. They talked about the fact that they worked when they wanted, where they wanted, how they wanted. They were as creative as they wanted to be. They were making bank and they were also making an impact. 
And I thought, I don't know what these guys are doing, but I want a piece of this. And it was that moment that I realized I am not free. I have always had a boss. I am not calling my hours or calling the shots. And I want a piece of that. And so it was that moment, but it took a year from that fateful meeting to the day I actually pulled out of that parking lot and started my own business. And so that year was crucial for me to set myself up for success. Now, when you're talking about that year, let's talk about that, because I think a lot of people may be like you. Hey, I'm in a good job. I have I'm I'm. I'm not upset with a career, but I yeah. do want that freedom. I do want that that option to do what I want to do. And so what I heard you say is you didn't just quit the day. You was right. like, hey, let me go ahead and put a strategy, a plan into place throughout a year to transition correctly. What did that year look like for you? Yeah. What should someone be doing to go ahead and turn in their two weeks notice. <laughs> I'm putting a little plug in there, y'all. We're gonna talk about that a little bit here. Um, her Amy Porterfield's new book, Two Week Notice, gonna be talking about that. But what should they be doing during that year to strategize to go ahead and turn it in their two weeks? I love this question because that time from when, okay, I wanna quit my job and do my own thing to actually doing your own thing is crucial. Mm -hmm. So I call it the runway. So the first thing you're going to do is decide, okay, when am I going to leave? Like you gotta choose an exit date. Tony Robbins always says, schedule it to make it real. And I believe that. And so whether it's three months, six months, nine months or a year, I want you to choose your time frame. Now, I don't want it going out over a year because that's when you're letting fear set in. That's when you're gonna let this go on way too long. If you have a desire to leave your job, and I wanna put, I wanna put an emphasis on the fact that you don't have to have a miserable job, you don't have to be underpaid or undervalued, which many people are, to want to leave. Just the fact that you wanna go do your own thing is good enough. So no wow. matter your situation, I validate it. Wow. Now, let me ask you this question. Some companies, which I don't, um, I don't get too personal into your life, but what about some of those companies that make you feel like, oh, you won't, you won't be successful without us. Like you won't be okay. successful if you leave us. And I think that's where fear starts to creep in with people because it's like, well, dang, like, will I be successful out on my own or, or am I wrong for thinking I will be successful without working here? How can people start really protecting their minds so they can step out and still respect their their employees and employers. Absolutely. If this is a mindset game for sure. Like those first few months when you get ready to leave, it's all about how you're thinking. And so, yes, you might be in a job that they make you feel as though you will not make it, you will not be successful. Or if you do decide to leave, lots of people will tell you that's risky. Why would you leave during a possible recession? Why would you ever want to go and do that? So people are going to tell you this all the time. So here's the thing. Number one, you're going to protect your dream. You do not need to tell everybody. Not everybody deserves to hear what you want to do. They will not be able to hold space for it. And they will tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. I only told three people. And in my book, I tell people, just tell three people and three people only in the beginning. Wow. Okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you're going to set that exit date and you're going to put it on a post-it note. You're going to put it on a mirror where you see it every single day. And you're going to say to yourself, what do I need to do today to move me closer to that date? Do I need to read a book, listen to a podcast, call a friend, get support, get educated, whatever it might mean. The runway is when you get to work and you get prepared to leave. So you're going to set your exit date. You're going to tell just three people and three people only so they can support you and keep you accountable, but no one else gets to know in the beginning. And the third thing is, and you'll appreciate this, you've got to look at your finances. Hmm. You have 
get real about your finances. And you have to ask yourself, how much money do I need to make to pay the bills in those first few months when you go out on your own? You're not buying a house. You're not getting a car. You're not remodeling. You're getting scrappy in that first year of entrepreneurship. Would you agree? Absolutely. You know, when yeah. I transitioned from my past, man, I was nervous, Amy, because I, I came from a huge machine and yeah. a lot of money to come into no machine and not a lot of money uh, yes. behind me. But it, like you said, it was like there also came a, a, a price that I was more than willing to pay for it, which was freedom and options to make my own decisions and to run the company where I wanted to run it. But I would definitely say money anxiety did kick in for me uh, yeah. because some people would say like, man, I'm scared, Amy. I mean, hey, I was making six figures, but now stepping out on my own, I'm not going to be making six figures. Uh, what are some advice we can give people right now who have a little bit of, a little bit of that money anxiety? So they set yeah. the date. They know it's coming, but they're yeah. like, but hey, I, Amy, I was making 125 or Amy, I was making 85. I'm only going to be maybe making 25 or maybe zero when I first start because I got to right. build it up. What are some key things we can give them to help them with that transition part? So the first thing is you could set yourself a goal of how much money you want to put aside before you actually leave your nine to five job. I have a friend who is a lawyer and he wanted to leave and become a content creator and basically uh, do a whole different kind of business, nothing to do with law. So he knew he was not going to make much money right out of the gate. He said nine months. I needed nine months of extra um, monthly income before I left. And I think that's a really good goal. So maybe it's not your exit date that you're going to put on that post-it note, but it's how much money do you want to save. But you've got to get aggressive and scrappy here because again, I don't want you staying years at a job you don't want to be in. Life is too short because you're trying to save for the next nine months or whatever it might be. So we got to get scrappy and pull it back and save what you need to save, but be aggressive in that. So that's another thing you got to do. Hey, real quick, when you're feeling your best, did you know you can actually take on the world and accomplish anything you want and anything you set your mind to? But sometimes life can get in the way and you may start to feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up as the best version of yourself. That's where therapy can come in. By working with a licensed therapist, you can get closer to being the best version of yourself and feel more empowered to handle whatever life throws your way. If you're considering giving therapy a try, which I highly suggest, BetterHelp is a fantastic option. You see, it's convenient, it's flexible, it's affordable, it's going to fit inside of your budget, and it's all done online, fam. Simply fill out a brief questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, and here's the thing, you you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered and fulfilling life, therapy can help get you there. And right now, because you are my family, you can get 10% off your first month when you visit anthonyoneal.com forward slash therapy. Again, that's anthonyoneal.com forward slash therapy. You can get the link in today's show notes. But hey, take the first step towards a better you. Now, here's the second step. Let's get back to the show because I know it's a good one. Now, Amy, you said something about content creation. You yeah. said a guy left law yeah. to go be a content creator. Yeah. 
I'm curious in your in your stage because you are a guru in the content creation space. You teach people how to launch courses, how to build their email list. And y'all, I don't know if y'all remember this. I had Amy on like two years ago, right when I started my show back on my own. And she looked at me on my own show and said, Anthony, you are dumb for not having an email <laughs> list. And today, Amy, I got to say, uh, we're 60,000 strong <laughs> in our email list because of you calling me out you on my own so show. Good. That makes me so happy. <laughs> Amy was like, wait, Anthony, you don't have an email list right here on my own show? I was like, I don't. I'm sorry. Um, and she's wow. been a huge, you and your team has really helped me out with that. So thank you for that. Uh, but some people kind of frown upon content creators, Amy. And I'm, and I'm curious, yeah. um, what's your honest thoughts on this new rise of content creators who are making millions of dollars a year from sharing their story? Prime example, and I'm curious because I know in your book, you talk a little bit about uh, about this in the two weeks notice, you guys. And, and, and again, her book um, comes out February 21st. You all need to get this book. Um, we're going to put a link to the book in today's show notes. We're going to ask a little bit more questions about the book, but I had to put that plug in there uh, because it's Amy Porterfield. So, but, <laughs> but, but back to this, Amy. Content creators, speak to that because there are some people who come to me saying, man, I can't be a content creator. That's not a real career. That's not a real job. There's nothing promising there. Why, what are you seeing in a content creation space? And would you advise someone to enter into the content creation um, business? You know, I'm a little old school. I'm a little older. So when I think of the content creation space, what I'm not okay with is just, I'm going to get on TikTok, I'm going to become famous, and I'm going to make a lot of money. I can't I can't even stand it. I, I feel like I sound like my mom and dad. Like, no, this is not how you do business. Yeah. And although there are people that are killing it, but I think that they are an exception. Like if you're making millions doing that, I think that's an exception. So here's what I think. I love content creators. I love getting on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and doing all the things and getting your message out there. But I also think you need a sound business model. So in my book, Two Weeks Notice, I go through different business models, whether it be a digital course business, you have a membership, you have a mastermind, maybe you do consulting or coaching or a service-based business. I do believe you have to take it beyond just, I'm going to post videos on YouTube or I'm going to post videos on TikTok. You've got to do more to have a sustainable business that lives on. Get me off my high horse because I really get passionate about this one. <laughs> I see it. I see it in your face. Like, y'all, this is not just going on TikTok and dancing. No, like, no. no. What value are you bringing into to the world? Yes. How are you utilizing the skills and the talents that you have and how are you impacting people? Um, and, and Amy, you... Um, I mean, you 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 did uh, two years ago. I know you told us you did over fifteen million dollars in one year, and it, it just shook me because I was like, wait, wait, fifteen million dollars in one year from doing this. I'm like, that's just that's just that's just crazy. I, now, Amy, th let's talk about this though. When people hear freedom, right? When they hear freedom, when they hear, okay, I'm going to leave my job and I'm going to have freedom. How do you really think about this from this perspective of? How do you go from having to work eight hours to where now you only can work the hours you want to work, but you still yeah. got to be productive? Yes. So, so how do you balance between coming from having to work to now you have the freedom to work your own hours? And this is something I see that go wrong with a lot of entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. They don't want to work. And they yeah. think that it's easier and that they should only have to work five hours a week. 
and, and I'm old school. I mess with my, my young guy here on my team, my good friend Alex. He, he was like, hey, I'm going to work smart. And then me and CJ, the older guys, were like, man, we're going to work hard. But I'm learning there's a balance between both. You're going to have a balance between working hard and working smart. How about you talk to us? Because I think a lot of people think entrepreneurship is going to be easier and less time. Oh, it is just the opposite in the beginning, quite honestly. Like I went from a job where I thought I was working tons of hours and then I start my own business and I'm like, what is happening? I thought I'd be on a beach. Uh, I was going to say smoking Mai Tais. I meant drinking Mai Tais. <laughs> smoking Mai Tais. That's wow. different, Amy. Come on now. Introduce different. me to it. <laughs> That's a little different. Uh, drinking some Mai Tais with a laptop in my lap and just like you know, having the the life. And that is not necessarily what entrepreneurship is, especially in the beginning. And so here's what I'll say. I love this idea of working hard and working smart. I do think the two need to be aligned. And I do think the uh, younger generation is better at working smart than working harder. I think you and I definitely were not even the same age, but that hard work mentality, that's how we were raised. Yeah. So what I what I see is that when you go out on your own, I do think before you go out, make it clear in your head the lifestyle that you want. Mm. I did this wrong where I did not know what kind of lifestyle I wanted. Like, how much do you want to work? Where do you want to work? When do you want to work? Um, when are you going to stop working every day? What's important to you? Do you want to be home for dinner time with your family? Do you want to take those vacations? Get clear on the lifestyle that you want to build and how you want to live. And then build your business around that. What I did is I built a business and tried to stuff in a lifestyle. And then I was mad that I never had time to enjoy the money I was making or the life that I wanted. And so I do think you have to be intentional and it's journaling, it's visualizing anything you want to do, get clear on the life you want. And then you have to create these non-negotiables. I talk about in the book, non-negotiables are basically, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this so that you don't create a business you absolutely hate a few years in. And I think that's really important. Also, you don't need to work 10 hours, eight hours a day if you don't want to, but get clear on how much money you want to make. Like this is another thing. I'm very clear how much money I plan to make by the end of this year. And so that's going to dictate what I what I do and what I don't do. And so I always have that goal driving me. Hey, I want y'all to comment below. How much money do you want to make this year? Let me say that again, because I had to lean back and I was, I was away from the mic. <laughs> how much money do you all want to make this year? And I think put that in a, put that in the YouTube comments. If you're listening to this on podcast, hey, do me a favor just for today. Jump over to the YouTube channel and just drop that in the comments because um, I I, I want to see. I want to see. And, and, and you know me, I'm, I'm a praying man. So I'm going to pray over those numbers for you. I'm going to pray yeah. that you hit your, your figures this year. Um, you know, our company's goal this year is in between five to ten million dollars. Bare minimum is five million. Uh, but if God want to touch it and double it, hey, he can give us ten million, you know. Um, and so that's my number, five to ten million. What's your number, you guys? Put that in the comments. Let me know. I'm going to be praying over those. Um, Amy, we are seeing that about 50.5 million people quit their jobs in the year 2022. Yeah. I think some for not so good reasons, but I think the majority of them are for good reasons. I'm curious, what do you? why do you think so many people are actually leaving the workforce today? Here's why I think it's happening. We went through COVID and we are just coming out of it. And during that time, many of us had a recalibration. We started to look around and think, wait a second, what was important to me before is not as important anymore. And a lot of people who were living for their jobs, being like the best employees ever, getting 
and paid less than they should and undervalued realized that is not a priority for me anymore. And so the nine to five job where it was up here now becomes like lower on the priority list. They got to make money, but they're not going to make it their all. And so because of that, then they start looking around thinking, is this really what I want? Like if you find yourself at your nine to five job or driving in this morning and you're like, I'm dreading this. This is not what I want then let's get clear about what you do because life is too short. And Anthony, I think you are such a great example for someone who went after what he wanted. You had golden handcuffs. You had a really cool job and you got paid a lot of money and you had a lot of clout and your ego had to be tied to that because my ego was tied to my Tony Robbins job and I wasn't a personality there. And so, but you still knew you wanted something different and better for yourself. And so you're a perfect example that you went for it. And now you are literally living the life that people would just die for. Oh, and I think that you're an example of what is possible. And oh, so man. I love that you're you're talking about this kind of stuff. Oh, I am. I am. Now I want to talk about your book because mm-hmm. I know people are saying, all right, wait, wait, I'm ready to turn in my two weeks notice. Um, y'all keep saying two weeks notice. So what is this two week notice? So two weeks notice is Amy Porterfield's first book, y'all. Her first yeah. book that I believe is going to be a New York Times bestseller. And pretty much she's going to help you find the courage to quit your job, make more money, work where you want and change the world. Now, Amy, I always do research to see how many books are out there right around this type of subject. And Amy, yeah. there's, there's, from what I can see on Amazon alone, over 15,000 books on how to start a business and how to start this and how to quit your job and how to resign. I'm curious, Amy, what did you see missing in this particular topic that inspired you to write this book? The step-by-step. So one thing I've known for is walking people through step-by-step what you need to do in the order you need to do it. Wow. And so what I decided was I, I set out to write a book to help you build an online business, like the foundation of an online business, whatever kind of business you want to do. But then I realized, wait a second. First of all, if I'm going to do that, I need to literally break it down. This is not stuff we learned in school and people are clueless. You remember when you came out on the scene and had to do all that stuff yourself? It's very overwhelming. It is. So I want to walk people through step-by-step. I couldn't find a book that did that. I also couldn't find a book that helped you build the runway from the day you decide you want to leave your job to the day you do all the stuff. We just scratched the surface here, but all the stuff you want to do so that the day you leave, you feel like I got this. I'm going to start making some good money and making a good impact. So it's, it's the guidebook for all of that. And I just didn't see it. And I hadn't seen it written by a woman. And it was important to me also to get that out there. Studies are showing nearly right now, currently in the year 2023, that nearly 70% of people live in paycheck to paycheck. When you dive deeper into the study, study reveals that out of that 70%, a large portion of those are people who make over six figures. These are people who are living paycheck to paycheck because of inflation, because of job loss. But a lot of people say, man, we have an income problem. And here's, here's the truth. We don't really have an income problem. We have a lack of utilizing our gifts and skills problem. You have the skills. You have the talents that God put on inside of you. And I want to ask you this question. I want to be very honest. Are you utilizing them correctly or are you just going to work, getting that check, coming home and not really utilizing your gifts and skills to build wealth, to pay off debt? 
Well, listen, I am hosting a free, a 100% free masterclass here with the next few days. And I'm teaching people how to build a personal brand, how to use the gifts and the skills that God put on the inside of you and turn that into an extra thousand to five thousand dollars a month to go towards paying off debt, to go towards, you know, building an emergency fund, to go towards building a dream home. But I'm going to go even a step further. What if you can use the same principles I'm going to be teaching for free? You make an extra one thousand to five thousand. But what happens if you could turn it into a six-figure income or maybe a seven-figure income within the next couple of years. Well, if you are ready to take control of your money, if you're ready ready to utilize the gifts and the skills God has given you to build a legacy, to build wealth for yourself, can you meet me? I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash save my seat. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash save my seat. Or you can click the link in today's show notes. It's 100% free. Come join me. Let me show you. Let me show you how we, my team and I, built a seven-figure brand and how we can put $1,000 in your pocket for the next 30 to 60 days. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Yo, when I first met Amy, y'all, it was funny. Y'all got to go. Oh. We're going to link the last show, too, because, you know, me oh, and Amy, our first, our first conversation, Amy kind of got a little like a little, 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 little sassy with me because she was talking about woman only. And I'm like, hey, what about your husband? Like, that ring on your finger look pretty fat there, Amy. <laughs> he totally called me out. And I was basically man bashing and didn't know it. And he's yes. like, you married? My husband loves that story. He's like, thank you. Anthony. Yes. I said, wait, how are you going to play the man who put that fat ring on your finger in front of all these people? And y'all, I keep it real. It was a bunch of black people in there. So I had to represent for us black brothers. Amy, nah, sis, nah. He called me out. Yes. It was such a funny time. Yo, I love it. So Amy, inside of your book, Two Week Bossing, you use a word that I haven't really, haven't really heard, unbossing. Yes. Um, And so what do you mean by unbossing? What does the process of unbossing bossing look like? Is it an overnight thing? Oh, no. And I love that you brought this up. So here it is. Unbossing is this concept of you starting to believe that you can lead yourself. You do not need anybody else to tell you what to do. You do not need their permission. You do not need their opinions. You do not need them to help you make the decisions. You can make them yourself. And while you're still in your nine to five job, you can start unbossing yourself. You can start thinking, well, how might I do this if I wasn't going to rely on everybody else to give me their insight? And can I just call the shots here and can I move forward with this? And you start to get into that flow of deciding things on your own. Because when you go out on your own, the first day on your job, you're probably going to be at your kitchen table and your little, uh, well, for me, it was my kitchen table in a little condo in Carlsbad, California. And I looked around and thought, no one's telling me what to do. Like I'm literally making the decisions. And that is very jarring when you've always had a boss. So it's important that you start to unboss yourself now. So when you go out on your own, you're calling the shots. Ooh, Amy, you know, yeah. you, you talking about your kitchen table. Uh, I was sitting at my uh, kitchen sink slash table <laughs> and I had my laptop on top of that oh, because that was geez. the best lighting area. And I was literally working in my kitchen right next to my sink with the iMac when I came from, you know, over a thousand teammates um, doing speaking in front of like 12 million people once a week uh, on the radio show to now I'm in a small kitchen trying to figure out what's going to be next with my life. And I'll be honest, Amy, and I don't know, I don't know if you can relate to this or not, but a part of me was a little depressed on the inside because like, how am I going to do this? Yeah. And I was so used to having so many people do things for me and being not really boss because they didn't boss people. Like it, it was a true team effort there. But like I had other people making decisions for me. Yeah. 
all the decisions laid on me. It came on me. Um, and, and it's been some hard decisions since then, and it's been great decisions that I've made. I made some bad decisions as well that I had to learn from. Yeah. Uh, but the process of unbossing myself and really becoming my own boss and, and a great team leader has been a great, great, great experience. But one thing I had to really learn was 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 my sweet spot. Uh, where do I live in? How do I win? What can I do great? And then what's not my sweet spot? And how do I bring people on that my non-sweet spots are their sweet spots? And one thing I love about your book is you actually talk about the sweet spot test. Can you yeah. break that down for us? Because I think a lot of people are going to realize if you're going to transition well, you need to know your sweet spot and you need to know what you're not strong at and how you can get other people to help you out with that. Break yeah. this whole sweet spot test down for us. Okay. So you can use a sweet spot for a lot of different things, but the favorite part that I like to use it for is to get your starter idea. Mm. That one thing that's going to get you going. Because when I talked about the runway, one of the additional things to do on a runway is to start a side hustle, to bring in a little extra money while you're still in your nine to five job. And so this will give you an idea for a side hustle or a full-time business. All right. So here it is. I'm going to go through it fast, but in the book, I'll go through it in detail. There's four quadrants. The first quadrant is what are you good at? Where have you gotten results? How do you help your customers, your clients, your friends in your personal life and business life? What have you done well? And people are like, how do you do that? Tell me more. So think about your strengths and the results you got. That's your first indicator of where you're going to go with your side hustle or your business. The second thing is, who do you want to serve? And the easiest way to look at this is maybe it's someone like you, but like five years ago. And I think, Anthony, you're doing that. When you help people brand themselves and build their personal brands, they're a few steps behind you, but you can lead them because you've done it. It doesn't mean you have to be 100 years ahead of them or tons of more education than them. No, you did something that they want, and you're going to teach them how to do that. And so I call it the 10% edge. You're 10% ahead of those you serve. So think about who you want to serve. The third quadrant is when you start to think about what you want to do, ask yourself, are people spending money in that area? Are there books about it, programs about it, coaching about it? Do people pay for someone else to do it for them? Is there money in this idea? And if people are already doing it and making money, that's a great validator because most people will say, well, Amy, it's already been done before. Like I can't do it. This girl's doing it really well and there's no room for me. There's always room for you. There's over 7 billion people in this world and you need a tiny sliver of the internet to pay attention to make good money. Tiny sliver. So you got to remember that. And then the fourth quadrant is what lights you up. Now, it could be your life purpose, but it doesn't have to be. Don't start out so overwhelming like that. What do you enjoy? What's going to get you out of bed? On the hard days, you're going to still keep at it. You've got to enjoy whatever it is you create. So that's the sweet spot in a really condensed version, but it's going to help you start getting those ideas out there. And you've been talking about post-its. Let, let's yeah. break this down too. Break this down, the post-it party. Because post I'm like, party. okay, well, what's a post-it party? Hold no. up, Amy. <laughs> So you can use the post-it party for a lot of things, but I'm big into standing up, putting on some good music, getting the energy in your body when you're coming up with these new ideas. So there's a perfect example. The sweet spot, do it as a post-it party. So you got the post-it pack in your hand, the Sharpie, and all the questions I'm going to ask you in the book, you're going to write it down, put it on the wall, write it down, put it on the wall. And now you've got all your ideas up there that you get to move around, add, take off. I want you to see it visually so it become it comes alive and I think in our heads or typing on our computer all the time that energy is not always there we're coming up with an idea for your next big move we got to get some energy into it and a post-it party will do that so we have the sweet spot test yeah we have the post-it party yeah. 
we got we got all this excitement. Here's something that I did, I did wrong, and yeah. it did hurt me. But you talk about it in your book. Is I got excited, I saw all this, and I started running, and I just hit a burnout to where I was burnt out emotionally, I was burnt out physically. Um, there will be times that I'll be shooting with my team. On the outside, I'm great, but then when they're gone, I'm upstairs crying, I'm tired, because I was just burnt out, and I just really just needed to get away and just reset. So how does someone like myself, I mean, help me out, Amy, because I mean, I I still can go, because I love doing what I get to do, right? I love talking to people like yourself and then inspiring all the thousands of people who will will be watching this show. But there is a such thing as boundaries um, to prevent burnout. How can we set healthy boundaries to prevent us from burning out when we start our business? Yeah, that comes back to first getting really clear about what you want and how you want your lifestyle to look and how much you want to work. So even getting more specific than just the lifestyle you want, how do you want your work day to look before you even get started? Like for me, I like to end my work day at five and I like to have all my nights off and all my weekends off. I also work a four day work week. And so does my team of 20 people uh, all across the U.S. Hold on. Wait a minute. Pause. Yeah. Don't y'all get no ideas. Yeah. To pay attention if they're behind the scenes. No, no, no. Because what's so funny is, Amy, I told them that. Amy, real talk. I told them that. I can bring them all on the show right now and say, hey, listen, my goal is when I come back off of my sabbatical in July, because every July I take a sabbatical, that in August, I want us to go to a four-day work week. Like, I don't want to work Fridays. I want to be on the golf course and out there with my honey, you know what I'm saying, my, my beautiful lady. My, my tennis my, skirt. I really, huh? I loved the feedback you got about your your girl in a tennis skirt. Yes. Oh, remember that? Oh, man. People, you know, people were very mad at you. Oh, they were so upset. And, y'all, and I can say this with Amy on, uh, on because me and Amy talk about this all the time, but I want me a black sister who, who got the Bible, the brains, and the booty. Amy, know, she know what her little brother love. You know what I'm saying? She know. I want to be the person who finds this girl for you so bad. <laughs> I want to find her. Amy, you text me about one of them. We can't say who it was, but I was like, well, nah, that's my sister's sister for real. There's yeah. someone I want him to hook up with. <laughs> but um, it's not going to work. But I'm still on a mission. Hey, man, listen. So, okay, 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 okay. So let's go back okay. to what you were talking about because yeah. I want you to finish Four-day what you're week. saying because I really want to make sure we hit the burnout. But that is so funny that you said that because that is something that seriously I really want for my team is that I really want us to work only Monday through Thursdays because pretty much half of the people on my team are married. And so I want them to be able to spend you know time with their spouses and their kids and have that great time. Um, so that is something that we're working towards. How was that going for you? Do you see value in your team? Like, because I, I had some people say, oh, the productivity is going to go low because you're only yeah. working four days. Right. But do, how do you see that happening within your company? I'm curious. So we've been doing it for about two years now, and I was terrified that the productivity would go down. And we had to put systems in place. And if you ever do it, Anthony, call me. My team will talk to you about how we structured the team to make it happen. But we put some systems in place, and we started to do it. And I got really nervous, like, what if the revenue is going to go down? What if productivity goes down? And it absolutely did not. Mm. Everyone worked smarter. Getting back to your point earlier, we had to work smarter because we only had four days to do the same amount of work. We didn't cut the work back. We did cut the meetings back. Too many meetings are going to kill a business. So we had to meet less. 
But here's what I want people to know about that burnout question you were asking. You get to design the business how you want from day one. I could have, if I had the courage and the knowledge back then, I could have set up a business that from the get-go, we were a four-day business. And I love that idea. If I could go back, I would start my business with a four-day work week and figure out how to make the kind of money I want to make in those four days. Because it's easier than to try to backtrack like you and I would do and try to fit the four days now uh, that used to be five. But the burnout thing is important. So how do you want to spend your day? You're going to create those non-negotiables I talked about earlier. And you're also going to remember that it doesn't all need to happen overnight. I think there's a desperation we feel when we go out on our own. We got to make all the money. We got to hit it when the iron's hot. I heard um, Jamie Kern Lima say, um, with God, the iron is always hot. And, and I actually believe like the opportunities are always going to be there and we don't have to have FOMO that we're going to miss everything every turn. And so I, I really do believe it's getting your head on straight around that and that so that the burnout doesn't happen. Wow. Yeah. My, um, um, the guy who I told you likes to work smart when you say, Hey, we just got to work smarter those four days. His head was like, He'll do the it. Whole He'll time. It out. Yep, she's yep. right. She's right. And it is something that I would like because it's not just a team. Like it's just for me too. Like I'm trying to prep myself and whenever I do find my wife, I mean I have more time to spend with with my spouse and my kids. And you've got I a mean, lot of babies to make, yeah. and so oh, you're going to be busy. Lots of babies, yeah. Amy. Talk to me, Jesus. Lots yes. of babies. Come I on, just Amy. Know this, it. see, I, I told you this is why I love Amy. Oh, this is my sister, sister for real. Um, so Amy, I want to I, I want to ask this. Two crucial questions before I let you go, because I think between yourself, I'm encouraging people to start and build their own brands. I shared my story of like, hey, um, I just there's nothing wrong with having a job. But when I looked at the paycheck and saw the first initial and the last name of actually four of my jobs, I was like, man, great. I'm building their stuff, but I'm not really building nothing for myself. Right. And so I think a lot of people are inspired by you, your book, my story. But they're saying, hey. How do I start a side hustle? <laughs> How do yeah. I start running a business without my team, without my job knowing? Because oh. I know if they hear that I'm doing this and automatically they're thinking, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Or, or hey, are you trying to leave us? So what's the best way? How can they, uh, with character and integrity, build something on the side while still serving on their jobs right now? Yes. So you don't have to tell your employer everything. And so you get to be selective. And let's say you do start a side hustle. And in your mind, you're like, yeah, I want to leave, but you haven't left yet. So you don't have to give them any information about that. If they ask you, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You could just say, I want to make some extra money. I want to explore some new creative things. And I'm excited about it. Period. That's all. But if it, sometimes it's against the rules of the company. Like you can't go out and do that, whatever it might be. So you might have to do it something under a company name, um, company name versus personal brand. Uh, not that I want you to break the rules. You find the rules and then you decide how much you want to break them or not. But there's other ways of not going out with a personal brand. If you'd rather not have your face all over it in the beginning, mm -hmm. you can switch that when you do go out. There's also lots of planning and strategy that you can do behind the scenes. And I walk you through step by step in two weeks notice of what to do now before you leave. There's so much traction you can get while still in a nine to five job, whether you put yourself out there or not with a side gig. So mm. I just say, let's get to work because at, when you do leave, you're going to want to set yourself up for success. 
And there's so many different side gigs you could do. And I know you talk about this in your book. You know, I, I teach one, build a personal brand, like jump on YouTube, uh, stuff like that, to where you can build your own personal brand. But then you have people who are jumping on Fiverr, Skip the Dishes, and Uber-related stuff. But outside of those three things, like what would you say are some good side gigs that you could start making, that you could start doing that would generate you some money? Yes. I love a side gig where you are actually doing one-on-one -on -one work and just in the beginning. So whether it might be you want a small group coaching program, maybe you are like a master meal prepper and like you're really into health and wellness and you've got that down. You do a small group coaching for three uh, months where you're going to help people every single week with their meal prep and walk them through it. And you do it all through Zoom. Like that, that kind of thing is really easy to get started. So any kind of coaching, consulting, training on a small level is an easy kind of side hustle to get going or any kind of service work. You're going to do web development. You're going to be a copywriter. You're going to be a dog trainer. I mean, I've seen it all, but doing something for someone is a really easy way to make money because people don't want to do it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. In the course world, last question for you, because this, this is your space, right? In the yeah. course, the digital course world, I think a lot of people are seeing people jump into that space. Um, and I've learned so much from you. Every time I text you between you and your team, you always getting right back to me. What would you say someone realistically can make coming from, from coming from zero? And let's say they, they, they focus on it for two to three years. What do you think is a good monetary goal that they can hit within three years if they follow the principles? Like if, let's say for an example, they take your course and we're going to drop um, Amy's course below. Get her book first, first okay? Because right now we need to get the book. Get the book. Yeah. After you get the book, then I want you to go watch her webinar um, to learn really how to get into this course space because I promise you all, um, Amy has taught me so much in this area um, and she's the queen at it, you guys. I mean, she's she makes millions of dollars at it. But Amy, what would you say from someone just starting in the course space, because I think a lot of people have these expectations. I'm gonna make a million dollars in my first launch. That's not right. gonna happen. No. But like, give them like a from a zero to let's say three year time frame. Okay. Um, what's a good realistic expectation they can have? So if you grow your email list, <laughs> and I mean, without an email list, I can't make y'all money. But if you grow that email list, just like Anthony did, sixty thousand is so impressive in one year. Yeah, and then you create your course. Uh, I would say anywhere realistically between 300,000 and 500,000 is absolutely doable at a three year period. Now, I can't guarantee it, but I can tell you I've seen it over and over again. And that's because you're, you're getting this course out there, you're growing the list, and you continue to launch it over and over again. Absolutely, you can see that kind of money. Yeah. She ain't lying. I'm just no. going to tell y'all right now. She, she, she ain't lying. We are, we, we are happy. Here's the thing, the reason why I love teaching people how to become their own boss is because as you know now, Anthony, there's a whole other world out there waiting for them. And we are living it where we are calling the shots. We are making as much money as we want to make and we get to be creative. You just launched a membership site. That is baller. I love that. Where now you get to bring in these new people and build community with them. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff I live for. Yeah. So. If you are unhappy in your nine to five job, or if you just want more, at least explore what might be possible. Cause you don't have to have a business like mine or even like Anthony's, but you can have an amazing business on your own. Absolutely, y'all. And, and I just wanna say this, um, and don't look at other people's numbers because you'll yeah. be fooled. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll be fooled. You, you look on my YouTube channel, I'll have over a half a million. Amy doesn't have it. But if you look no. on my podcast, she's 
She got crazy downloads on her podcast. If you look at her IG, we have a little bit more. But y'all, Amy is killing me income-wise. So what I'm telling you is don't be impressed by what you see on the outside. Be impressed by what you see from the fruit of people's labor. And I want to encourage you. Um, I'm very careful about who I bring on my shows. And I'm telling y'all right now, Amy Porterfield has taught me so much. Um, and I know I listen to her podcast every single week. I have I was listening to a podcast. I think it was last year. She was talking about a, she was talking to a quiz lady. Yeah. I text Amy like, yo, is this quiz lady legit? She was like, yes, I paid the quiz lady the very next week. And she I created my quiz. You. You're <laughs> such a good student. Like I'm you serious. do the work. I hey, love listen, that. You had a. Uh, this um, other young lady on there on, on like um, uh, Instagram uh, funnels. What I do, I text you like early in the morning. Yeah. I was like, hey, sis, is this lady <laughs> legit? He was like, yes, she is. And Amy connected us via text. So what I'm saying is, you guys, you have to be a student from those who are working and doing the job. And if you are ready to transition from your job and turning your two weeks notice to making three hundred to $500,000, I want to highly encourage you, number one, get Amy's book. Uh, we're going to drop that link in today's show notes. If you want to build a personal brand, I want you to get Amy's book and then come check out our personal brand, a society that we're building here, the Impact Creator Society, because it's going to bless you. You got the two weeks notice. You're going to get that. And then inside of here, we're not teaching how to build courses. What are we doing? We're, we're, we are affiliates of Amy's. So we're pitching to Amy's course stuff. So we're going to help you get there, you guys. And I promise you right now, um, $300,000 a year within three to five years. Um, you're making that. I'm pretty sure 90% of y'all watching this are not even making six figures on your jobs. And again, I'm not knocking no one who enjoys their job and who wants to stay on their job. But I do believe that more is for us and we can have it. But we just got to do it strategically and with the right, right people. And so get our book. Subscribe to Amy's podcast. We're going to drop that in today's show notes. Uh, go check out her webinar when it comes to um, course launching and email launching. And then if you really want to learn how to build a personal brand, maybe jump on YouTube and share, share your message. We're going to drop that information in today's show notes as well. But Amy, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure. We got to get you back on here sometime later on this year because I want to talk more about uh, courses and email lists and how we can do, maybe do yes. something with my community, with you, uh, to where we can maybe maybe we can offer like a free mastermind just what? to to introduce do it. That would be fun. I love thank doing you. anything with you, Anthony. And thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, thank you so much. Y'all, we love you. We'll see you on the next show. Peace out.